Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello everybody, what's going on? Today is Saturday. It is the 8th of May, 2021. Tomorrow is gonna be Mother's Day. So how are all my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers doing today? Hope you're doing well. In fact, this will, I don't know if it's gonna get released tonight or if I'll do it tomorrow. I'm in the mobile studio and I'm recording on some new stuff, but let's go ahead and get our contact info up and out of the way. Then we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe, uh, well, I don't know if I'll be able to do much of a review of it. Uh, Just, I, I can talk a little bit about this thing. Anyway, if you'd like to contact me, I'd love to hear from you. I do have the voicemail, which is Area code 206-745-2731. 206-745-APE1. If you would rather uh, send in an email or if you would rather uh, record your own audio and send it to me, I'd be more than happy to get those out on the show for you. And you can send that to me at thearmedape at gmail.com all one word thearmedape at gmail.com over on the website you'll find buttons for all my social media stuff so Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook Uh, and if you like the show whatever consider donating or supporting it financially there is a PayPal donation button there as well and you can click on those things and uh just follow the on-screen prompts and it'll let you donate any extra money you don't need laying around. However, if you can't do that or don't feel inclined to do so, hey, that's fine too. I would ask that you go over maybe to my YouTube channel. So if you just go to the website, which is thearmedape.com, and you can just click on my the YouTube symbol and it'll pop you right over to my, to my channel and you can just go ahead and subscribe and that's every blade of grass that's over there. Uh, I'm actually, I was surprised I've got, I think, right at 300 subscribers, which I didn't really ever think I would have that many, Uh, but I've been putting out more videos and doing more stuff, and in fact, when I get home today, we had the toilet handle broke, and I'm going to just do a real quick video of that and uh, get it up and going. So anyway, enough of kind of the behind the scenes stuff. Let's talk. I'm gonna. I'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the new microphone that I'm using, and I am using. It's a Rode SmartLav Plus, and it was designed to work 
with uh, a smartphone. Now, of course, uh, when this thing first came out, it used the regular, you know, headphone jack that you would have. And if you, I don't know how it is with Android stuff, but of course with Apple, with the new stuff that they've got now, you, uh, it uses the lightning thing. So you have to buy a little uh, adapter and it works just fine. And I, I'm hoping it works fine. I, I did a couple of tests and just listened back. Uh, an interesting thing is, is if you have the, uh, the earbuds or the AirPods, I guess is what they're called. If you have the AirPods, it defaults to that microphone. And I did a couple of tests with the lab and I thought, oh man, this sounds kind of crummy. And then I thought, wait a minute, I wonder if you can take these out. And I'm sure there's probably a way where I could maybe cut the microphone out or set the, um, the recording app to use that. Uh, but as far as being able to do an actual review of the actual microphone, I'm going to have to wait and use it in a, in a few different situations. I'll have to, of course, I'll, uh, as, as I'm using it to record right now, I, uh, I can't really tell and I can't really tell what the audio stuff and what I'll be able to do with it until I can get it back in, into the computer and sort of use it that way and, and see if I need to, to do any kind of um, editing or, or uh, what do they call it, um, post-production work when you're kind of, uh, you mess with the sound, uh, I'm, I can't think of the word, I'm a little distracted because of course sometimes in the mobile studio you have a good, a good time driving, other times people are just dicks. That's kind of what I'm getting right now. People are just driving like assholes for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but they are. Anyway, uh, and I'm in a truck, and uh, so usually most people in cars, uh, because I'm in a bigger vehicle than theirs, they don't. They tend to give me a little bit more space. The only ones that uh, sometimes out here on the freeways out here in the Phoenix area are the uh, the big truckers or other guys that are in big trucks. They can be kind of jerks to you. Although, what's funny is a lot of those guys in the in the regular trucks the size of yours don't want to mess their truck up, so they don't generally cut you off too much. So generally, about the only people that I find that are being real super jerky, and it's funny, are usually like teenage boys in like a sport type car or they're women in, an, in a very expensive car. So that can be like an Alexis or a Mercedes or, you know, something like that, that kind of costs a lot of money. They tend, I, I don't know, maybe it's kind of a, a, uh, an entitlement thing or something. I don't know. Anyway, I kind of really went down a rabbit hole there. So let's, uh, let's pop back up and we'll talk about the microphone again. Rode has a uh, an app that they want you to use. Right now, what I'm using is my iPhone, and I've got the little adapter that goes into the lightning port, so we'll see how that sounds. And I'm using the iPhone software, the, the voice recording software, which is a lot, which is 99% of the time when I'm recording in the mobile studio, unless I'm taking the, uh, 
maybe my Zoom or my, my Ederall with me. Uh, I'm, I'm using the iPhone software. And it, it generally works out pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see how it interfaces with this. It'll also be interested to, I'll be interested to see how it does with some of the surrounding noise. Generally, these things pick up kind of uh, everything around them. However, they don't have a super wide field. So a lot of times if you're talking, your voice will kind of drown out any other sound in the background. So we'll have to see how that does. Anyway, getting back, talking about some of the recording software. So Rode has some that they make. I, and, and what I think what they want you to do is they want you to buy their recording software. So the basic stuff that they give you, I, and I, like I said, I just got the mic in today. The basic thing that Rode gives you is unusable. You cannot, I can't even get it to record. Uh, it may be okay. It may, and I don't know how much it is. I think they maybe want you to, to upgrade to the pro version. And it's like 10 bucks. For me, I, I can't imagine that it would be that much better than the iPhone. So what I'm going to do is I'll go and I'll look on the, uh, I'll, I'll go on YouTube or something like that and look and see if I can find anything out or go online and see if I can find anything about their, their recording app. It's almost, it seems like it's kind of a, oh, you know how sometimes the app developers will, they'll make something and then they will they kind of don't really upgrade it because nobody really uses it and it's, it almost becomes like a dead app. So I kind of think that's what this is. And maybe on the, um, the basic model or the free version, I guess you could say you get, it, it just doesn't work. Um, when I looked at some of them, I haven't actually read them, but I just, it only got like two stars. And there's not that many reviews. On some of the other stuff, when I was looking at between this and maybe a Sure lav microphone, a lot of them, and they both say the same thing on their on their software, like, oh, it's dog shit, don't use it, just use Apple, or buy an adapter uh, that will let you put it into a, uh, a secondary auto reco audio recorder. So something like the Zoom H5 or a Zoom H, you know, any, any type, something like that, or something like a like that Roland that I have. So the weird thing is, is I ordered the, I got the, the microphone in today. I had ordered it, was it yesterday or the day before? Maybe it was the day before. I ordered it on Thursday and it came today. But I also ordered, Rode makes a, uh, the Jack has three uh, lines, basically their sleeves. There's like a TRRS or something like that. And that has to do with the channels and then the microphone. But if you got something that plugs into a regular recorder, so when you would look at the, the plug on this mic, it's got like three little black lines. And so when you, and the adapter, when it goes into a, uh, a, a different type of recorder, you have to have a, um, you only want the two rings, so so there's, I think it's just a TRS or something like that. Anyway, that I had ordered that little adapter, and of course that little adapter didn't come. And had it came, I would have 
it would allow me to do a little bit more of a, of a testing that way. So it will be interesting to see um, also with that little adapter, so the two ring adapter, it lets you plug into cameras, um, so digital cameras or even the old video cameras and things like that. So uh, it will be interesting to see once that comes in. It's supposed to come in next week, so we'll see on that. So anyway, that's kind of about it for some of the audio stuff. So far, I would... You know, if we, if we go back and we use the old five questions, you know, what is this thing, what is this thing uh, designed to do? It's designed to be a lavalier microphone. Well, how well does it do that? So far, I would say the, the ergonomics of the microphone, how it's put together, the clip is all metal, all that stuff is good. So, so it does that, it does it pretty good. Um, and the pros of it are, of course, it's small. It's, you know, it's, it can be used if you have the adapters to go into other stuff. But again, I can't really comment on how well it does that as of yet. The cons, what does it not do so well? Well, the, the recording software that the actual company wants you to use is horrible. It doesn't, you can't even get it to work. We'll sort of see on that. What would I like to see the manufacturer maybe upgrade would be... I would like for them to give you, it just comes with a regular kind of like foam, like the little black foam thing that you see. I'd like to see them give you maybe a little bit more of one of those little fuzzy windsock, fuzzy, that looks like it looks wearing like a little fuzzy hat uh, or it looks like a little fuzzy gray wig a lot of times you see them. I wish they would have included that. Uh, I would rather have included that. They give you kind of this basic, like a little basic cheap kind of vinyl little pouch that the microphone goes in eh, I don't you know I don't know and I'm sure you get that just because it's super super duper cheap uh, and, and, and of course the thing is is there going to be any uh, upgrades that I can do myself I don't think that there's going to be any uh, so there's really none that I can do so that would sort of be my, my our five question thing so I will on the next show I'll come back and, and get that going I tell you, it is just, again, if we go back into ergonomics or what's different maybe than how I would use the earbuds, the wired earbuds from Apple, and that's what I would speak into. Since it's on the shirt, I don't have to worry. I was always having to hold it out a little bit so that it wouldn't move around and rustle and, and make noise. Uh, so we'll see on that. Anyway, I wanted to talk about um, a couple of shows that we've been watching. My wife and I just finished up a thing on Netflix called Sons of Sam, which basically uh, there you have this reporter named Maury Terry, and uh, he became obsessed with this thing back in the uh, in the seventies. And he I, he was he was kind of called a journalist, but I think he was more you would almost probably call him like a true crime well, I guess he was he, well he was a true crime author because he wrote the, the book about the son of Sam Killings now I didn't know a whole lot about it um, and the thing was more the story was more about this guy rather than the actual son of Sam thing and it's a four it's a four episode thing it gets a little convoluted 
and how it does stuff. And I think it probably could have been better. You probably could have from the jump just said, hey, you could have done in the first half hour of the first episode, these are sort of the players, this is what happened, this is how this guy was caught. And then you can start, because the story is more about this guy, Maury Terry, the 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 author, how he becomes obsessed with the, with the case. And it goes into a bunch of stuff that, you know, there's all this satanic, oh, it kind of ushers in the satanic panic of the 80s. And you see a little bit where that goes. But again, it was a little convoluted. I felt they kind of didn't really know what to do too much with how to tell the story i i thought for sure for sure you could have you could have dropped about an hour out of that realistically you know because they they had certain people come in and you and and you just didn't need to to bring some of these other people's stories and backstories in as much Uh, and other people i felt you probably did need to bring them in a little bit more and the way that it was edited instead of laying some stuff out and saying, well, here's what this guy was thinking and here's, and, and, and laying it out, they, they kind of would hold things back and tease things a little bit and they would say things in a way that didn't really make a lot of sense uh, because they kind of wanted to be able to have something to talk about, you know, in that third and fourth episode, that type of thing. Uh, was it worth a watch? Eh, I don't know. Kind of once you get into the third episode, you don't really, you're not really given a lot of, a whole lot of new stuff. It might be interesting to watch the first, maybe the two episodes and then just kind of, you know, get to it when you get to it. Um, I, I, again, I thought the last two episodes were pretty weak. And uh, well, that was on Netflix. Now, another thing that I've been watching and I just finished it up which uh, was Invincible which was the Robert Kirkman and I think he's got a couple other people that he did the comic book with and uh, I've never read the comic book but it's actually pretty good and I think they've only they only got the green light for the first season I'm sure it's going to be popular enough that it'll get a second season Uh, for some of you guys maybe that aren't 100% familiar uh, Kirkland did uh, or is it Kirkman? I don't. What's? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, he was the guy that did uh, Walking Dead, and the actual comics of the Walking Dead. I've read some of those, and they're actually pretty darn good. The show, The Walking Dead. I was my wife and I were both a big fan of. She bailed, I think, on like maybe season four or five. I kept going, I think, maybe up till season, maybe the next season, and then even I kind of lost interest. I've tried to watch it a little bit on YouTube. and Not on YouTube, on, uh, what was it on? Netflix, I think it was on there. And, oh my gosh, the last couple of seasons. I mean, unwatchable. Stuff that was happening things that they were having characters do and when i would watch them on on uh netflix i would uh, most of the time what i was doing is i was just fast forwarding i would fast just you know bloop 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 fast forward you know jump 
jump forward enough and I could still make out what's happening. And if a scene happened that I kind of thought looked interesting, then I'd, you know, play that. But overall, terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, but anyway, getting back to uh, Invincible, it's a great little show. I really enjoy it. And uh, we'll kind of have to see where it goes if they do pick it up for some extra seasons, which I'm hoping that I think they will. Is it Yasuke? I think, which is sort of a story of a black samurai. I don't know if it's at all based in history. Like, if there ever was somebody who uh, who was actually named that, maybe who went over there at one point in the 1600s or something like that, you know, once trading was opened up a little bit more. Um, so I'm actually pulling in, and so the beeping you're hearing is the... I turned it off, but it was the uh, sonar on my truck. Anyway... Or the parking, this, you know, little thing that they've got. So, um, so far I like it. And it is a little bit more of a, oh, it's got some supernatural and kind of steampunk stuff to it. You know, so it's a little bit more of a typical anime type thing. You know, where people kind of have superpowers and, and can do things that, you know, normal humans can't do, that type of thing. So... All right, I tell you what, I am going to draw this to a close. And I may put this out just so you guys can hear it. And even if the sound quality isn't as great, um, I'm hoping that it will be. Once I get that other adapter in, I'll be able to do it. So I think what I may do is put this out for you guys just to let you see how it was. And if I need to do some editing and adapting and... and uh, post-production work on it, you know, uh, where I, I uh, mess with the levels or things like that. We'll have to see how it is. All right. Uh, I will come back in and do an outro where I've been able to actually listen to everything. And then we'll kind of maybe do a little bit of a follow-up on the review of the Rhodes Smart Lab. All right. Talk to you in just a second. All right, monkeys. Well, guess what? I am in the mobile studio and I am using the Smart Lab, but I am using the Ederol because I got the adapter in today that goes from the three rings that's supposed to go into a regular smartphone. Now, when these things were originally designed and built, I think it was like iPhone 6 or so. And uh, so it was going to be used in the headphone jack. And I think there are some ones that are made specifically to go into uh, the lightning ports, like on an iPhone, that type of thing. But I, and I've mentioned this before, I elected to go ahead and go this way so that I could specifically use the, uh, the Ederol recorder and then I can do a test and see how it does on the Zoom H5. So. We'll see. I've got this right now since I'm wearing a t-shirt. I've got this hooked up onto the actual seat belt. It's about six inches away from my mouth or so. And I'm talking um, in a normal kind of conversational tone. Now, I did notice that when I did some uh, editing, I did do a little bit of work on there. A little bit of post work. 
and I noticed that in the truck at least this microphone sort of picks up a little bit more of the surrounding sound when you're driving uh, a little bit maybe more so believe it or not than although I well a little bit more let me finish my thought here a little bit more so believe it or not than the microphone on the earbuds however I think that is because the microphone on the earbuds I was holding it up pretty much maybe two three inches away from my mouth uh, because if I let it hang down it would just rub up against the shirt and you couldn't hear it so because this is stationary and because it's a set distance all the time, uh, I don't know. There, I don't know if it's like I said, it's going to pick up maybe too much of the road noise, or if it just, in general, because of the nature of how the microphone is, uh, is that it will pick up some of that other stuff, the surrounding noise and things like that. So I did like the sound quality that I would get and I still need to do some oh some just regular tests with it not only with the iPhone but also with the uh, using the the separate recorders using the Edderall and using the Zoom H5 they also make a thing and I don't know that I would necessarily use it but they make a thing where let's say that I was uh, doing had had a guest who was with me sort of you know in studio so to speak so uh, let's say that um, you know I'm using the the zoom and I've got the sure um, what is it a 58 which is sort of like the one you see all the performers use a microphone well that can plug into the um, into the bottom of the Zoom microphone. And then I can do, I think I can do another channel, which is what I'm gonna test. There's channels up on the top that I, there's a um, microphone in there. So I could have somebody wearing the mic and then as I could have the recorder over closer to them so that they would reach the mic and then we could have, I think we could record I think it might do two separate channels. It may not. It may just record them all onto one. So it'll be interesting to see. So anyway, we'll see how much of this I actually drop in for you guys. I don't know how much it will be interesting uh, for you. However, if, uh, like I said, kind of doing some of the, the cons or, or some of the reviews of it, what are the pros and cons of it, that type of thing, I kind of need to do a little bit more testing, but I did want to do the initial stuff. Price right now, I think you can get them around, oh, about 67 Well, you could probably find them on sale somewhere for around 50 but you probably wouldn't ever pay more than uh, 80 and probably average, you'd pay about like $69 is about the cheapest I could find it. Uh, and then if you buy the adapter and some other things, you know, it's going to add up a little bit. But, you know, if you're doing some recording or doing some things like that, or you're just interested in uh, uh, using this stuff for for videos, using the stuff um, if you're you know, making videos on YouTube, things like that. And that will be an interesting thing too. I do want to see how it will work uh, using on some of the camera videos that I, some of the YouTube stuff, and I'm generally with some of the 
Oh, especially if I'm doing kind of like a tabletop thing or if I'm, if, if you've seen those videos where I worked on the vacuum cleaners or did some of the um, uh, AR videos and things like that, I pretty much am not going too far away from the actual camera. So with this adapter, I could plug that in and we'll see how that goes. So, and, and um, it can also be a way too where I think even with that, if I wanted to, I can kind of, if, if there, I'm going to do a lot of walking around and stuff, but I'm, I've got it on the camera, but I'm moving around a lot and going back and forth and I would go further because this is a wired microphone. It's not a, a wireless, obviously. Uh, I could just keep the Edderall in my pocket and kind of walk around and then I would just sync up the uh, the audio and the uh, and the uh, video on the camera. So I am look uh, looking forward to doing a bunch of those tests and seeing how that that works. Uh, just kind of sp speaking of the YouTube stuff, I did do a couple more videos. So this week I'm planning on doing some editing and getting those uploaded. I've got a, right around 300. I would love to get up to you know 500 or even a thousand subscribers one day I'd like to get you know have as many as I could again and I've, I've talked about reasons why uh, and I saw a a very very you know let me a very very interesting video um, and I forget the guy's name the channel is I think vigilance elite or something like that uh, and the guy is a former Navy SEAL CIA contractor kind of dude uh, and I, I can't for the life of me remember his name. But anyway, he had a guy on who I find extremely interesting. And it's a man by the name of Ed Calderon. And he is a guy that is, he's a, uh, has immigrated over from Mexico. So I don't know if he worked for the police, if he worked for maybe the, a federal agency over there. Or if he worked, maybe in uh, like a a paramilitary type organization, I I don't know, but I know he worked over there for a while, and then eventually he immigrated over here. And I, uh, if you, if you, his, and his anyway, his name is Ed Calderon. And if you search him on YouTube and do the, uh, I think it's Vigilance Elite. I think is the name of the uh of the youtube channel but he had a and it's a little bit longer interview uh he's also ed calderon has also been on uh, rogan so you could search up some of the stuff on rogan and find that and listen to some of the things but he has a very interesting perspective on what's going on on the border he talks a lot about now that there has been a political change there's been uh, you know a change in administration that the uh, well he I don't want to like kind of go over his whole interview but I'll give you kind of one part he talked about that it's not the 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 people that are bringing these people across the borders aren't really independent coyotes some of them are but all of them Maybe they're independent or they actually work for the cartels. The cartels are bringing them over because there's money in it. So 
if if somebody is let's say an independent human smuggler they are they're kicking back to the cartels or they're working with the permission of the cartels and he talked about that at the sort of the day after the election when they knew things were going to change they were pretty much already geared up and one of the things that it remind reminded me of is when prohibition here in the United States was was happening and it was shown in a movie um, uh, called The Public Enemy which is I believe a 1931 movie starring James Cagney it's an excellent movie by the way and I would highly, highly recommend that. In fact, I've got I've got notes and everything, and that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to do. However, I do want to do that more in the home studio and not so much in the uh, mobile studio. I have fun doing stuff in the mobile studio, but of course, it's a little bit more by the seat of my pants, and I can't really do the notes unless I'm maybe going somewhere and waiting. Let's say if my daughter was going out with some of her friends or something, and they needed me to wait. You know, or had a school function or something where I needed to wait outside for or something like that. And then I could have some time to actually do some stuff. So anyway, um, getting back to the prohibition thing, what they were... Uh, and in conjunction with what Ed Calderon was talking about was that the cartels basically had a plan in place for the no for no matter how the election went. So if the election went the way that they wanted, which was to have Biden in place and then to have a, a relaxation of uh, of what's going on at the border, um, he talked about that. You know, of course they had a, they because they could make money, they had a plan in place. And it wasn't like, oh, they have to take a few weeks to get up and running. It was like, well, that next day, they can be up and running. And the reason that I brought up that movie, The Public Enemy, and there was also, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, da, da, da. It's got stars Steve Buscemi. It's a, it's, it takes place back in then. Um, now I can't think of it. Some Broadway or something like that. Um, Boardwalk Empire, that's what it is, which I've watched a couple episodes and I like, and I, it was one of those, it's funny, it's one of those things where I kind of just never got back around to watching it, but I need to get back into watching that thing. So anyway, it was the same thing in, in Boardwalk Empire where the criminal element already had stuff in plan, already had routes, already had things um, mapped out what they were going to do. And there was also in, there was a scene in uh, The Public Enemy, which is that James Cagney movie, where it shows sort of the, the night before that people are making a rush on all these liquor stores and they're buying up all the hard liquor. Now, a lot of people seem to think, and there were some counties that were like this, some places that were like this, where there was no alcohol at all. But most of the prohibition stuff dealt with hard liquor. So, you know, whiskey and vodka and, you know, uh, bourbon and all that kind of stuff. 
and you could still have beer. I think the alcohol content of the beer was actually pretty watered down. Um, but there, but again, you know, the criminal element already had all this stuff in place. So one of the interesting things that, you know, Calderon had said too, was he said, you know, people think that they're being, that when these caravans are coming, they only really think of it as, okay, they're at the border. And it's like these caravans kind of magically appeared. They don't think about the actual miles and you know, hundreds or thousands of miles or countries that these other people have come through to get up to the border. And what they also don't think about and maybe don't realize is that a lot of these people have been victimized along the way. And he talks about well, like I said, it's a fascinating it's a, to, to see sort of his insight and to understand a guy who was, uh, I think he said he was born and, and sort of raised and grew up in Tijuana and then eventually, you know, came over here. Uh, and I think he has his residency, but he's looking to get his full citizenship. So uh, anyway, I am pulling into uh, my destination here. So we're going to bring this to a stop. Uh, like I said, I like it so far. I, uh, I think this uh, will be probably the way to do it. I'm, I am going to have to see what it sounds like actually going into uh, uh, something that is a recorder. Now, also, when I do the H5 test, I can uh, manipulate gain and some other things um, uh, and, and levels a little bit a little bit better in that because it's a little bit more sophisticated recording device so I may be able to do that there's also some tricks where you can take your uh, the microphone and if there's too much uh, background noise sometimes you can put it underneath the shirt you can kind of tape it to where it doesn't move so we'll see on that how that goes all right this is the end of this section and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time Okay, guys, this will be our outro, and I am at home, but I am using the Zoom H5, and I have the lavalier microphone on, and we're seeing how it's doing. I'm going directly into the recorder, so I'm still using the microphone, and I'll run that through. So far, I think it's doing pretty well. It seems to be picking up pretty good. Uh, it will be interesting to see. I do have the ceiling fan going on above me and it will be interesting to see how uh, it picks up any echo that's in the room. I don't know if it really will or not. Overall, I would say that I'm pretty impressed with the microphone for as small as it is and uh, for being just a little lavalier microphone that doesn't really cost all that much. It does pretty well. Uh, there may be some ways that I can actually go into the Zoom and do a little bit more tweaking. Uh, however, with some of the software programs that I have, I, I should be able to go in and, and mess around with it and figure out how to do it. I will say that one thing that I wasn't um, too happy with, I guess, although the audio is still fine, you can, you can still hear what I'm saying, but when I was in the truck, as opposed to being in our other vehicle, the road noise in the truck, it's picked up quite a bit more. And so there may be a way that I can reduce that. I'll have to do, you know, some other tests. Um, however, I do like it a lot because I don't have to 
uh, hold either the Shure microphone or if I'm using the earbuds from the iPod, I don't have to hold that up right close to my mouth. I can just sort of have it down and kind of talk normally and, and not really worry about it too much. But anyway, overall, so far, so good. Uh, I would recommend it. I don't, uh, of course, I, I don't really have any other lav mics to compare it to. Uh, technically, the the earbud microphone isn't really a lav mic, but it'd be about the closest thing that I would have to it. Um, so we'll see. Let's go ahead and give you that contact info. And uh, you can let me know what you guys think on the different um, the different things. The, the first one was when I was going into the iPhone. The second one was going into the Edderall. And this last one, of course, I was going into the Zoom, but I am uh, at home in the studio. So at, in the home studio. So we'll see how it does. So if you'd like to contact me, the voicemail is area code 206. 745-81-APE-1-206-745-2731. And if you want to send in your own email or you want to send in your own recorded audio and have me put it out on the show for you, the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.